0: The following podcast is a Jill Divine Media production. Two Kids in a Career is brought to you by Blondin Real Estate. They're a family-owned boutique-style brokerage with over 40 years of experience serving the counties that surround St. Louis. See the properties they have to offer at BlondinRealEstate.com. That's BlondinRealEstate.com.
1: So if you can start early and have these conversations, are they easy? No. But should you have them Frequently over time, yes. Yes, please. Sit down with your kids. Do it over a Zoom, over a phone call, at holidays, anytime you can, and just start to ask your parents, hey, I I know this is hard, but if dad got sick, would you want to move with him to a community or would you want to stay at home? Or would you want dad to stay at home with you? Having these conversations and like you said, getting it in and writing is great because then everyone is on the same page.
0: Evoke Creative is a proud sponsor of two kids and a career. They help small business owners like me brand with purpose and market with intent. The ladies at Evoke Creative will help make your digital presence known. Learn more at evokecco.com. That's evokecco.com. Hi there, and welcome to Two Kids in a Career. I'm Jill Devine. As an entrepreneur, wife, and mama, the daily grind of trying to build a business while taking care of kids and trying to maintain a healthy connection with my hubby, it's a lot. With this podcast, you're going to hear candid conversations with other moms, parenting experts who can share their knowledge and insight, or you'll just hear me rambling to get it all out. There's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, but most importantly, there will be support. Take a listen and connect with me so we can grow and learn from one another. This is Two Kids and a Career. Before we get into this week's episode, I'd actually like to talk to you about how I'm recording this week's episode. A lot of times I'll hear people tell me they want to start a podcast, but they shy away from it because they don't have a fancy studio to go to and they don't have fancy equipment to record with. And all I say to them is, you don't, need those things. You need Zencaster. That's it. I've been using Zencaster since the day I started my podcast on my own and it has evolved so much. Let me give you a couple of examples of what I've seen Zencaster go from to where they are now. So before it really was just audio recording. Now you can record video. A lot of people are doing video podcasting and Zencaster allows that for you with 10 ADP video RSS, which You're like, what does that mean? Well, (laughs) basically, Zencaster will distribute your video podcast to all available video podcast players. Another really cool feature that Zencaster offers is the live soundboard. You can insert any audio clips live as you record. You can add custom intros. You can use different sound effects. Everything is built right in to make it so easy for you. And let me add, I've been so impressed with. Zencaster. I actually had this podcast distributed through a different hosting site and switched to Zencaster because I just love everything that they're doing. You don't need to worry about a fancy studio or fancy equipment. You can be a podcaster with Zencaster. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code two kids and a career. You'll get 30% off your first three months of Zencaster professional. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. And now let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of Two Kids and a Career. And this week's episode, well, my guest, I have a friend who just puts me in touch with amazing women like this week's guest. And that friend is Cynthia C. Kirkpatrick. And I will link the episode that she and I recorded in our show notes at JillDevine.com. But she is such a champion for women. She is so awesome at that support. And so she sent me an email and connected me to this week's guest, Erin Dwyer Bush. How are you? I am doing fabulous. How about yourself? I am doing okay today. I am um, not fully on my second cup of coffee. I usually have two. And so um, I'm a little foggy, but I will get through this. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get through it together. (laughs) All right. So we are going to have a conversation that I haven't had a lot of conversations about on this podcast, maybe because of two... Reasons. I'm not in the season, and maybe I don't want to think about the season, even though I need to. We'll get to that in a minute. But in setting up this podcast, we were emailing, and (laughs) you said, I I would love to chat with you. Having six kids in a small business, I can certainly relate to you. I'm like, no, you cannot relate to me. You have six kids, six kids. Tell me about that.
1: Oh, my. um, So three, <laughs> I have three biological kiddos and three stepsons. We are a blended family. As of August 16th, 2020, we tied the knot. Um, so we've got, oh gosh, four boys, two girls the oldest is twenty two, um, boy. Then we have twenty okay. year old boy. Then we have nineteen year old boy, and then we have a seventeen year old boy. And my twins, who are the only girls, are also seventeen.
0: Oh my! Okay, how is that dynamic? Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> well, teenagers and then yep. blended family. That's got to be a lot. It, you know, it is. But I have
1: to say, we've been blessed that they all get along so well. Um, and we, we tried to live together first to see how the dynamic was, because if it didn't work, what is the point of getting married and doing all this? We'd just wait till they're out of the house. Well, they did so right. well. My son loves having a brother because he only grew up with two younger sisters. And because the babies are all the same age it and they're they stair-step and it just, it really worked. Now they eat a lot. So my grocery <laughs> bill is off the charts, but I love having a big family. I just have a younger sister. So to me, this is so much fun and they get along so great and it just, it's really worked well. And I've been very thankful that they get along.
0: How much younger is your sister? Four years. You know, I always talk about this interesting age dynamic only because my sister and I are 5 years apart I'm wow. the youngest and then my girls are 2 years apart and you know I just it is very very different and I always ask <laughs> I can, I know you can't guarantee a best friend in a sibling uh-huh. and I know that sometimes They're our best friends. Sometimes they will hate each other, but then they love each other. I mean, it's siblings, but I just was always interested in a close-knit sibling, so to speak. Um, So I'm interested to see how my girls, I mean, they're five and three, but, you know, right now they are the best of friends for the most part, and it's just interesting to me.
1: It's so fun to watch that. My kids, I had three under three. Um, mm. And at the time, my husband uh, was ended up getting deployed to Iraq. So I had three oh. under three by myself. Um, that was so much fun. But I, I always say, you know, God gave me the twins because I was so busy that I couldn't think or have anxiety about what was going on. And But my kids were so close. So Patrick, my son, was two and a half when they were born. And they were just this unit. I had people ask me, do you have triplets? And my son would get so mad because as a boy, (laughs) he hadn't hit his growth spurt until like 16 or 17. So for years and years, people thought I had triplets. And he'd be like, I'm two and a half years older than them. He would get so upset. And uh, I'm like, no, think of it as a compliment because you guys are all this unit so you get along. Of course you fight. He would kind of pit one twin against the other But they got Mm. through it and they had each other. And that's what I love that they they had built in playmates and it was great. I mean, yeah, being four years and two weeks older than my sister, we played together. Yes. But I was in a completely different season of life than she was, especially when I hit that teenage years. I didn't want to play Barbies. I didn't want to play dolls with her. Right. My kids were all in that small same age group together where they liked the same things. And it was it was so easy for me. Um, because they could just play with each other and be on the same page.
0: Before we continue this week's conversation, let's talk about one of the very first sponsors of the podcast, Blondin Professional Real Estate. If you have been thinking about selling your home, mm, do it, but do it with Blondin Professional Real Estate. I'm telling you, they know everything when it comes to the market that you're in. They know what you can get for your home. They know what the competition is and they know how to set you apart from the competition. They are definitely the ones that you want in your back pocket because they really truly do have your back and they want you to get exactly what you deserve from your home. And they wanna get you into a home that you have in your dreams, whatever it is, they have all the resources to help you. And another really cool thing that they offer, and you're seeing this a lot more now, but they started this a long time ago. But you can go to blondinrealestate.com and sign up for this feature where you get a weekly email and you learn about properties before they hit the market. And I've said this so many times before, but this is really truly how people are able to buy and sell before anybody else because they are in this particular feature that Blondin is offering. So it's BlondinRealEstate.com, B-L-O-N-D-I-N, RealEstate.com. Sign up, weekly email, and there you go. All right, back to this week's conversation. And now I know you said everybody's close, but still they're a little pack, those three?
1: um. Well, yes and no. Uh, It's funny they have we have different packs. It it kind of evolves. So having my girls and my stepson, the baby, being all the same age, they can talk about the same things. What are you studying in math? Oh, I just did that two weeks ago. I can help you with that. That's great. They, um, my stepson, was on a baseball team with my one of my twins' boyfriends, and so they kind of all know each other. And then my husband having been an assistant coach, we we formed these relationships. And so they're able to kind of chat. Well, what party are you going to? Oh, well, I know that person. And so they are able to bond on a different level, even though they're two girls and a boy. But then when right. the boys want to go do something, they can go do the boy thing and the girls still have each other. Um, and then my middle stepson and my son, Patrick, are like thickest thieves. And I love that. So he has brothers and they're already talking about getting an apartment when they're out of college and all the stuff. I'm like, "Oh, I love it just warms my heart to hear that." Now, do they fight? Oh, sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think we had a Nerf gun war the other night,
0: somebody got injured. But, you know what? <laughs> 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 it happens. Oh, that's awesome. I love hearing that. I I can just hear it in your voice too how happy you are and how this it just it just works and that's really awesome. Okay. So back to the email when you said you can relate to me. Okay, we cannot relate on having six kids, but (laughs) a a small business. So talk to me about that. Now, I will say that you are a St. Louis gal. So we are talking locally about your small business, but it'll get into another conversation that will benefit others outside of the St. Louis area.
1: So, um, well... I was a speech language pathologist for years and I was in a special school and it was an archdiocesan special school. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, I got to the point where I was getting tuition compensation for my kiddos for their elementary. But once you get to high school, I lost that benefit and being a single parent at the time, it financially didn't make sense. So I started to kind of do some research about, well, what could I do? Gosh, it'd be really neat to run my own business. I won't have to ask off to go see my kids' sports event or to mm. go on vacation. I thought, wow, that sounds kind of freeing. So I got a franchise consultant and I just just said, laid it all out. I said, this is my background. This is what I like to do. She did a full panel assessment and matched me up with a couple different options. And Senior Care Authority just really spoke to me. Being a psychology major and a speech language pathologist, I love people. I love problem solving and helping. I knew I had to stay in a helping profession. I didn't want to sell a product. That just wasn't me. I'm not very salesy. So it just made sense. And being the age that I was at the time, I think I was around 40 or 41, I had a lot of friends going through the aging process with their parents and watching them be that sandwich or panini generation where they they have kids. Yep. A lot of them have a career, but they have these aging parents and they just don't know what to do. And it's stressful and you don't know what you don't know. So that's why I wanted to do Senior Care Authority. It made so much sense to guide a family through the whole process. And the fact that you're not just leading them into one funnel. I'm going to move you into community. I have this you know, goal. No. I'm meeting the family where they are. If they want to stay at home, great. I'm going to help bring in home care, home modifications, so that that senior can stay in their home safely. But if that is not their goal, if that's not going to work long-term, because home care at $30 to $35 an hour, if you get up to almost 24-7, that is expensive. And then you still have the house payment and the utilities and the maintenance. So sometimes that's not a good option for the family. So then I can pivot and say, "Hey, I'm like a real estate agent for the senior communities, and I'm going to help you find a couple that makes sense." So I just I loved the the handholding um, and the fact that we're across the country, so I can do cross country moves and have boots on the ground there too. It just made sense, and it, I loved the mission of the company.
0: Okay, tell me about the mission of the company. And that goes back to what I was just saying, even though you're a St. Louis gal, this is not just St. Louis that we're talking about.
1: We are based out of Sonoma County, California. Um, But we have, I think we're up to, gosh, 70 something locations. Um, So the, the chances are very, very high that we're in the state of where your parents are living or where a sibling is living so that we can look at the situation and say, okay, does it make sense to move mom or dad to your sibling in Kansas City, to Chicago, or keep them here in St. Louis with you? Um, Or maybe they're in a completely different state from any of the kids. Should we leave them in that state? Does that make sense? Or would they like to be closer to grandkids? So we're able to help them through the whole process. And then if we do decide to move mom and dad from a different state, we have boots on the ground to help with the actual move. We have move managers, um, all of that to help pack the house up because that's very overwhelming. Um, And, you know, physically get them from A to B and get them settled.
0: So, yeah, that was how I was leading you up in the beginning of this episode. I have probably had maybe two conversations on this podcast about being that sandwich slash panini generation. And, you know, I had someone reach out to me after one of the episodes and said, that was really, really insightful. Like, I didn't think about this. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about this. I only thought about this thing over here. And, you know, one of the big things, and you can probably uh, speak to this, is that you need to know what your parents want. You Mm -hmm. need to have all of that in writing or, I mean, writing for sure, but you have to have that conversation because that will help in a lot of decisions, correct?
1: Absolutely. That's what I always tell everybody. Um, There is such a thing as, you know, too late because you don't have a lot of choices if it's a crisis situation. Can we still help you? absolutely. But there are way fewer choices. So if you can start early and have these conversations, are they easy? No. But should you have them frequently over time? Yes. Yes, please. Sit down with your kids. Do it over a Zoom, over a phone call, at holidays, anytime you can, and just start to ask your parents, hey, I I know this is hard, but if dad got sick, would you want to move with him to a community or would you want to stay at home? Or would you want dad to stay at home with you having these conversations? And like you said, getting it in writing is great because then everyone is on the same page. If dad's ends up going to the hospital and we don't know what mom wants and she's so distraught and she can't make a decision, then the kids are the ones left with this and they might have infighting and, you know, Jimmy might have a different idea than Tina and it just creates more stress and anxiety. Whereas you go, Nope, mom and dad said this, we're going to honor their wishes. You know, Next step, move on.
0: And I think that, well, I don't think. I know that probably the majority of people don't like to have these conversations because they don't want to think about death. And I am 100% in that category too. However, it's been more, I've spoken more freely about my death In the last, I would say, six months, maybe even a year than I ever have before, that doesn't, like, I'm sweating talking about it, but, (laughs) um, and it's because of our daughters. Mm. With a five and a three-year-old and uh, the big joke, every episode I feel like I'm saying this, the advanced maternal age that my husband and I are considered, there's a lot at stake. And it doesn't matter whether we're older parents or if you're a younger parent, you got to think about those kiddos. Mm -hmm. And so that is what has really kind of gotten me to open up. Like I don't want, like you said, I don't want them to have to make these hard decisions. And as we mentioned earlier, who knows if they're going to be best friends or if they're going to be in a feud or not talk, which would break my heart, but that's a whole nother thing. But we, yeah, you don't want that to, be the case in a situation where there is that, yeah, that decision that needs to be made. Correct.
1: And th- and that's where we come in. These discussions are difficult. So a lot of times they want a professional to help e- maybe even just jumpstart it. We have questions, we have books, we have resources that we can give you, especially when it comes to the issue of retiring from driving. I'm finding oh. that that's a number one. The adult kids are just like, nope, don't want to touch it. So that's where we come in and we either teach the family how to have those conversations or we have them with them and we lead it. So we can be the quote unquote bad guy and and talk to them and give them, you know, uh, reasons and reassurance and and education. But I had a friend tell me this. He goes, talking about death doesn't make it happen. Talking about pregnancy doesn't make it happen. We need to have these conversations. And I said, I love the way you just, you know, you said that. People are so afraid of the word hospice. And it's like, just because your parent, we look into hospice and getting hospice in there, which is a Medicare, um, it's a service. It is a, um, I can't think of the word right now, but it's a benefit. Thank you. It's a benefit of Medicare. Why not look into it? That's extra eyes on your mom or your dad. They, They pay for medical equipment. They give your parent comfort and they can go off of hospice if they, if they do better, you can go on and off of it. it oh, did you know that you can't? No, nope. absolutely, nope, I did not know. My friend's mom went on and off it for six years. She, um, had Lewy body dementia and it, it, it does affect you physically and mentally. And she would go on and off it, but that's how they were able to pay for their, their medical lift chair and their sit to stand and all these different equipment that out of pocket. Oh my gosh. To rent or buy, you'd have to take mm. out a second or third job, but these are these are things that we talk to the families about and we try to remove the stigma um, just by talking about hospice. And people don't realize the benefit. And they're like, oh, okay. It's not scary. Um, or, you know, how many people tell me, I promised my mom I wouldn't put her in a nursing home. I said, Well, great. I'm not showing you nursing homes. I'm showing you assisted living. That is completely different. Just go and tour. And they tour and they're like, wow, these are nice. I'd move in here. I said, right? This is not your grandma's nursing home that is dark and dingy and and smelly and just people go there to die. No, I am giving showing you senior living where you can go to live and to have socialization and meals prepared. Is it for everybody? No. That's why we talk about how we could stay at home. We look at the whole picture, the whole all the options that are out there.
0: I wanna hit pause again in this week's conversation to highlight another sponsor of the podcast. Uh, And they've also been with me since the very beginning, like Blonde in Real Estate, and that's Evoke Creative. I love everything about Evoke Creative because they love what I love, and that is supporting small and local businesses. You can actually go to their website, evokecco.com, and they've opened up their shop. And one of the things that I love is this vinyl sticker that they have. It says, you can't buy love but you can buy local. Amen to that. They have some really cool stuff to help grow communities and support local and shop small. All of it is at evokecco.com. And the ladies behind Evoke, they are the ones that are really responsible for me having a digital presence They created my website, JillDevine.com. They helped with some digital marketing strategies for me with the podcast, and they just continue to support me as a small business owner. And I just absolutely love their passion for supporting small and supporting local and just the love that they have for their clientele. So check them out, evokecco.com. Show them some love and that'll make me happy and it's showing me some love. So yeah, evokecco.com. All right, back to this week's conversation. I was going to ask about nursing home slash assisted living and yeah, the the nursing home stigma is there. Mm -hmm. And if someone, you know, wanted to come to you and I am okay. Is the question I'm trying to ask really like, is nursing, are nursing homes the way they are because they're so cheap to get into or to pay for? Does that, am I wording that right? Um, so
1: the traditional, like thinking of convalescent or nursing homes, are there some of those still around? Yes. But for the most part, the, they have pivoted away from that. But skilled nursing homes or skilled nursing facilities are a medical model, whereas assisted living and independent living and memory care is not. Those are apartments. Those are way different than a skilled nursing um, facility. They, If you're paying out of pocket for a skilled nursing facility, it is very pricey. You're talking about a daily rate of $300 to $400 a day. So it oh. could be $9,000, dollars $11,000 a month if you're paying out of pocket. This is where it gets very tricky, and this is why we are in existence. To teach families what is the difference between all of the different kinds of senior livings, when do you need senior... Um, When do you need a SNF or a skilled nursing facility? Because most people think, oh, I'll just put mom into skilled nursing. And it's like, well, does does she really need it? And how are we going to pay for that? In Missouri and a lot of other states, they do not accept Medicaid for assisted living. So that means that there's this gap. If somebody is not quite sick enough for skilled nursing, but they can't stay in their home and they really need assisted living or memory care, how do they pay for that? Because yeah. Medicaid doesn't kick in. I, I, I can tell you so many stories of people just being flabbergasted. They had no idea. They just assumed going through their life that mom and dad, when it was time for assisted living, they'll just have Medicaid pay for it. Medicaid doesn't pay for it. Medicare doesn't pay for it. So we walk them through the process of what can pay for it, how to be creative with funding. We look at life insurance policies, long-term care, insurance. We look at, is there a home to sell? Um, Is there a death benefit we can convert? We try to be creative. And then we also bring in professionals, such as financial advisors, elder law and estate planning attorneys that can help with this process. But again, it goes back to don't wait to the last minute. If you wait until four or five months until your parents are out of money, it's too late. We have to plan. We need uh, you know at least a year of when funds are starting to get low to plan for Medicaid and get all of those things in place and get those documents in place.
0: Oh, there's so much. There's so much. I, uh, I don't that's, even that's why we're here <laughs> to help you. <laughs> <laughs> because it is a lot. It
1: is too much for the average person
0: juggling kids in a career. Right. Exactly. Now let's go back to what you were saying, like you need to plan. Well, what happens if something traumatic happens you know, let's just say heart attack or surgery goes wrong or so it's instant, like, okay, we, we don't, we had no idea that this was going to be coming. And here we are. What do you do?
1: Well, if they if the person is in the hospital We talk about um, how long their hospital stay is, and we teach the families how to advocate for their loved one. Um, The social workers at the hospital, they're great, but they have so many on their caseload. So I'm probably going to have just a couple so I can focus on your family member and help you and, and teach you what to say. So if we have to appeal to Medicare for a couple extra days in the hospital so we can find a great place for your mom to go either for rehab or for long-term skilled nursing, buy us some time at the hospital, I teach them what to say and that they can't just kick your parent out. There has to be what's called a safe environment for them to go to. So if home is not safe because you can't fit a wheelchair down the hall and there's a bathtub you have to step over and dad is not mobile right now and you don't have home care in place, that is not a safe environment. And therefore the hospital cannot legally release you if you're oh. going to go, yes. And so people just think, oh, they're going to kick him out into the streets. Like, no. So I teach them that language that you have to tell the nurses and the social workers, we do not have a safe environment for my dad to go home to yet. We are working on it. We've hired Aaron or we're working with so-and-so and we're, we don't have a place yet. We need more time. And a lot of times, you know, you can appeal to Medicare that way or the hospital will, will write their code a certain way to let you stay an extra day or two. But they can't release them until they have a safe environment. So families don't know that. And it helps relieve some of the stress as well that they think, oh, my gosh, they're just going to have me pick up dad and I have to go home and do what? I have to care for him 24-7 now and I don't know what to do. It's like, no, nope, no, nope, they can't do that. Hold on. you know. So it, providing the family with advocacy and just being that person to hold their hand through the whole thing and say, it's OK, you're not alone. We've got this.
0: I'd like to highlight Blonde in Real Estate one more time before we wrap up this week's conversation. If you go to blondinrealestate.com, you can sign up for the feature where you can learn about property before it hits the market, before it goes public basically to everyone else. And this is an opportunity to also kind of get your mind going. Like if you have been thinking about selling your home and you've kind of had your eye on a certain area where you would like to move to, This just, you know, helps you start formulating a plan, helps you get prepared. Like I say, you can never have too many tools in your toolbox to help you. And Blondin Professional Real Estate, they do that for you. They have so many tools to help you. So again, if you go to BlondinRealEstate.com, sign up for that weekly email and you'll get another little tool in your toolbox blondinrealestate.com b l o n d i n realestate.com All right, let's get back to the rest of this week's conversation. Well, that automatically I was like, whoo, I didn't know that and that makes me feel better. Like put that in my toolbox cuz right. I had no idea."
1: Absolutely. Most people don't. They just they they hear what the doctor or the nurse says and they just think right. that's how it is. And right. it's like, "No, no question. You know, you're not being rude. You're just, you're advocating for your loved one. You want to make sure that you're making the best decision and crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's. And sometimes that means bringing in a specialist. Sometimes, you know, people are empowered to do it on their own, but um, that there are options. And, you know, usually after the good news is usually after a surgery or some major medical event, they will qualify for rehab. It's usually you know, two or three weeks, it's up to 100 days under Medicare, but you have to have had a hospitalization of overnights of at least Mm -hmm. three, um, so 72 hours. So if somebody is saying, oh, we'll just put your mom under observation at the hospital, mm -mm -mm. ask the doctor, please admit my mom, because if you don't admit her and she just stays under observation, Medicare will not pay for any rehab. So again it's teaching the families the tools and the things to say to get what they need for their loved one.
0: Okay. Lots and lots and lots to ponder, but that is a great thing. I will say that with the hospital thing, you know, it is a business, and what I mean by that, it it doesn't it doesn't make it any easier when it is your family member And you are seeing what they're going through. And you are thinking about all those things that have to be done or need to be done. And how are you going to do this and what have you? It is a business. And that's why you have to know the lingo. And you have to know what's going on to help advocate for your parent. Because, yeah, I mean... It is very hard to think that way, but not everybody is going to be sympathetic or empathetic. They're there to do their job, to get your loved one as healthy as possible. And I don't mean that to be mean. I'm just, that's why it is important to have somebody like you on your side.
1: Right, right. Because the just think about the volume, the number of people yes. that walk into their ER and then get admitted, or I... I I can't only imagine how stressful those jobs are. Totally. Those nurses only have certain, you know, minutes they can be in there, check, go on to their next person. The social workers are swamped with cases. So that's where I implore the social workers. Hey, if you have some challenging or difficult cases or you just have too many, let me help you with some of those. I can help with the placement piece. I can help with the consulting piece. And and if you have that that family member that just keeps calling because they're so anxious. Give them to me because I have the bandwidth to take multiple calls a day. You can't, you can't, right. you just don't have the bandwidth and I, and I get it. So it is, we all need to work together on this
0: and yeah,
1: um, and it just benefits the family in the long run.
0: You've already given so much helpful advice in the short amount of time that we've talked. Like I keep thinking, oh, uh, I know, I mean, I have this audio forever, <laughs> but <laughs> I can always go back to this um, and and listen and make sure I am saying the right words, but I also want you on my speed dial. So, is it one of those situations where, if right now, like I don't need your help, Erin, mm-hmm. but I would like to talk to you about these certain things? Do you offer consultation? Do you what do you do for people like me? so to speak.
1: Absolutely. So we always have a free consultation, initial consultation. It's, I mean, I don't think I've sat down with a family less than 45 minutes to an hour because I really believe in the education part and the empowerment part. And just to let them know that services like us exist and please put my card for when you might need it. Um, Or sometimes we just go and tour a family, the adult daughter usually, or the spouse of the of the uh, usually the caregiving spouse, just so they know what options are, because again in that crisis mode, it's so much easier to say, oh, I went and looked at this senior community and that senior community. I liked this one, I didn't like that one, so I have some um, in my you know back pocket to pull back out if and when the need comes, rather than oh my gosh, we're in crisis mode. Dad is being released from the hospital tomorrow, and now I need to go and tour a bunch of places ah, and that, you know, the anxiety just kind of, you know, is, is riddled. Um, yeah, we can definitely do that. But in crisis, again, it just, it's a lot harder and you're going to have fewer choices. Um, but yeah, definitely we would have a free consultation, sit down, talk to the family, and we also do a full assessment. So we're asking the questions about health, about finances, about insurance. And then if there's a couple we're talking about, well, is our mom and dad are on the same page with um, if one is sicker than the other, does that mean they're going to separate? Or does that mean at the end of it, they're going to stay together no matter what? So sometimes that means that the one of the spouses might be at a level that's lower than where they really are. So for example, if dad has Alzheimer's and is pretty far progressed, well, dad needs memory care, possibly skilled nursing. So, does that mean that mom is going to move into memory care with him, where she might not be able to engage with the residents around her because she's cognitively functioning fine? These are the Mm. discussions we have. You know, maybe it's, you know, dad lives with mom in assisted living and we get a caregiver. Or maybe they both live together in the same community, just in different wings where mom can walk down and see dad, but she's in a different apartment because she doesn't need memory care. So, these are some of the things we talk about when we sit down, just so we know we have that file and whenever the family's ready, they can come back to us and we can just pick up where we left off.
0: All right. So I suggest that the hard conversations are very hard to have, that you should have them. However, if you need a little help, <laughs> you mm-hmm. contact Aaron. And here's the thing is Like the way you were talking earlier with your kiddos, I definitely hear it in your voice too that you want to help complete strangers. And that's the difference. Like you are sitting down and even though it's not your mom and dad, you are putting yourself in that situation and you are making it easier for people like me, people for, you know, like my best friend's co-workers, what have you. And that in itself is so reassuring. So if someone wants to get a hold of you, how do they do so? How do they keep you on their speed dial? Give me all the contact info.
1: Sure. I'd love to. Um, they can always call, text me. My work cell is with me all the time. So that would be 314-451-2255. We are also pretty much all over the web. So if you just look up SeniorCareAuthority.com and then forward slash St. Lewis, you're going to get us. But if you go to the main website, you can always type in the zip code of where your parents are living, where you would need the care, and you're going to get a local advisor. But you can always call me and say, hey, I have my parents in Dallas, Texas. Do you know anyone? Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to connect you with John down there. He's fabulous. He and his team will take care of you. So again, you can always just call me and I'll connect you to a local person as well. Um, but yeah, it's, we're, we're all, we're all in this together. We all want to help. And that's the bottom line is I want to sit down, give you the education, whether or not you come back to me, it doesn't matter. I want you to at least be on the right foot and be thinking about having those conversations, what questions to ask. I'll give you the resources so that you can be more successful with your parents or your aging spouse.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. Thank you for that. And thank you for what you're doing. You. I will have all of the contact information on the show notes at JillDevine.com. Erin, it has been a pleasure and thank you for your heart and your compassion. And yeah, thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed speaking with you.
0: All right. As we wrap up this week's conversation, another big shout out to Evoke Creative. Now, Evoke Creative is a creative marketing company. They are supporting small businesses through a number of ways, whether that's if you need a new logo, if you need a logo to even begin with. uh, Maybe you need a website or you need a website refresh, or maybe you're looking for some sort of artwork for merchandise. They do it all. Now, if you're thinking, well, I don't have a business. I don't need any of that. I don't need Evoke. Well, actually, if you love supporting small local businesses, go to evokecco.com. They have things that you can purchase through them, some swag, and that is supporting them. So I know that one thing I always talk about is supporting local, shopping local, and just by going to evokecco.com, you can do that the women behind evoke creative they're amazing they're huge champions for small businesses and i would love for you to check them out evokecco.com uh speaking of websites they created mine jilldevine.com. if you stop by there you can see some cool stuff that they've done for me you can get every single episode of two kids in a career at jilldevine.com. You can also see where you can follow me on all the social media outlets. I'd love to connect with you. So stop by, say hi, send me an email, hello at and introduce yourself. Also, if you would spread love on this podcast, subscribe, rate, and review, I would really appreciate it. As always, thanks for your support of Two Kids and a Career.